0: Uh, Have you heard the show House Divided on uh, LA News Radio? It's uh, Tuesday nights at 6. And I tell you, I've uh, I've gotten a groundswell by saying uh, the show is just phenomenal. He's done a great job. Uh, Also, part of Millennial Strategies. You know him well, Mr. Guillaume. Jeffrey, how are you, sir?
1: It is election day. I am fired up and happy to be with you, Jay.
0: Good to have you, pal. Uh, We'll talk about House Divided in a second. Um, and I'll tell you, so much on the line. I've, I've been doing this a long time. You know that. You are as well. I, I've never seen anything like it as far as the discussions uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, my show ends at 9, but you have people who want to keep talking about it and texting about it, and this is what the oh, conversation yeah. is these days.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is just a mash, a, a massively – Important national national day of inflection, um, as far as what direction we want to take this country in. It's it it it's as simple as that. Um, you know, there's a there's a ton of local racism about it as well, but you, you know, like but like this is a massively consequential midterm that that, that really is going to lay the groundwork for 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 where this country goes for the for, for the next you know two or four years. It it's really going to be fascinating.
0: National uh, scale, because you know you got 435 seats uh, in the House, 35 in the Senate. You got 36 governorships up for grab. You know, early voting tells me across the country you had about 41 million votes. A couple of states that I picked out, Georgia and Wisconsin, way ahead of what happened in 2018 as far as ballots cast. So, you know, I get a sense that people have been more engaged in this process than ever before. No,
1: I think that, I think that's right. I- I think that there are definitely some really well organized um, turnout op- operations on both sides um, early voting tends to favor Democrats a little bit but um, I, you, you really do see a hyper focused sense of engagement in, in, in a lot of places um i I've personally have been really encouraged to see some of like the some of the really high numbers. Um, as far as far as youth turnout in certain states um, te- Texas Michigan Wisconsin all come to mind so 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 people people are people are feeling it today um, you're, you're already he- hearing reports uh, of, of, of you know decently sized lines of polling places in the city this morning so you know th- there is a tangible level of engagement uh, I myself am voting around noon today I can't wait uh, my five-year-old wished me a, a happy collection day um, this morning. I had to correct him, but it's okay. He's not old to vote yet so I'll, 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 I'll let it slide.
0: Lincoln James atta- he knows the deal. Uh, Jeff Gill, Willis you know you look at uh, the battlegrounds I look at Georgia, I look at Nevada, I look at Arizona, I look at Pennsylvania. I mean I mean has there anything more touted than a race in Pennsylvania? I mean, I I said earlier in the show, Oz has gotten more play on this election than he ever did on his uh, radio on his TV show. Uh, I mean, yes, that's really what yes, it is. Sure. I mean, that's how it is right now across this country.
1: Mm-hmm. P- Pennsylvania is is fascinating because you really could see a scenario where Shapiro wins the governorship by ten points, and Oz a- 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 and Oz beats Sederet. Um, but, like like like, there's that kind of delta among voters and that level of educated ticket splitting out there. Um, You know, Fetterman should have never done that debate. Um, You know, it it made him look weak. And, and as a result, you know, this, this thing, this, and, and subsequently the control of the United States Senate um, is anyone's game tonight.
0: Without question. Uh, Jeff Guillaume, uh, with us, uh, we'll save the uh, the best for last. As far as the New York gubernatorial, let's uh, let's get to Congress. Uh, first, second, third, and fourth. You know, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, you keep an eye on that fourth. Keep an eye on that fourth. You know, with Gillen and Desposito, that could uh, kind of set the tone uh, somewhat uh, as far as that race. But you know, let, let's let's start there. We we'll go four, three, two, one. How's that of importance? Four, three, two, one. Gillan, of course. Uh, a staple in Hempsteads, uh, first woman supervisor over 100 years we know that uh, and she's been uh, very hard-nosed as far as her approach going up against somebody who's been very popular police force the whole nine yards and Anthony Desposita, how do you see that?
1: Well, first of all you know, like a lot of races in New York th- this one has tightened up significantly over the last couple of weeks um, you know like if you had asked us back in August, I think we, we all really felt very comfortable that Gilroy would win this thing in the laughter, Um, and that is very much changed. I mean, cook political report has this as a toss up tonight. So, um, so very clearly something yes, is doing is resonating with voters and, or, um, the overall electorate is certainly coming to, to the center slash the left. Um, so this, this is going to be, this is going to be a close one. Um, you know, you know, Gesmizito, uh, t- to your point, is is a, a a fairly likable actor in this environment. And in an election about crime, someone with a law enforcement background is is an attractive candidate. And so, you know, despite like the the rather tangible enrollment advantage, that this thing is going to be tight. But I ca- I called it on my own show that 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 Gillum was going to pull this thing off, and I'm sticking with it.
0: There you go. Um, the third. It's an interesting one. Robert Zimmerman, uh, heavily funded. You know, he he streamlined right through a primary, really, and and hardly got a speck of dirt on himself. Going up against a guy, George Santos, uh, who made a very good showing, uh, if you remember the last time, the third against Swazi, uh, actually was ahead of Tom uh, that night until they counted all the ballots, and that was it for George. But um, wh- what do you think? I mean, does, does Zimmerman hold true as far as results of the primaries to get through this? So, 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 so,
1: so this is an interesting contrast between, um, you know, Esposito and Santos, right? Esposito is a more attractive candidate in a bluer district, and, and, and therefore folks are, are more bullish on his chances of winning than Santos is. Because Santos, I mean, let's face it, is, is a completely deplorable candidate. Um, you know, like, and and you're also talking about the town of North Hempstead, Glen Cove, Oyster Bay, um, you, 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 you know, parts of eastern Queens. That's that, that that is a one or two percenter district where a, a, where folks are well educated, um, and you know can can smell a, 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 a lousy, rotten candidate when when there's one in their midst. That's what Santos is. Um, you know, m- m- most of this guy's background is either unknown or fabricated. Um, this is a guy who, who you know, like took pride in the fact that he bankrolled legal defense for January 6 insurrectors, and you know, th- you know, in a really lousy environment. You know, where, where I think Zeldin will probably win the congressional district. Um, the fact, the fact that Santos is so defective should put Zimmerman over.
0: I thought he ran a better campaign going against Swazi. I don't think George has been vociferous enough. Uh, I kind of get a sense. Zimmerman will have no troubles there. The second, you know, once again, Jackie Gordon has been very silent on so many situations. Involved. And Bob Garbarino hasn't been out there in a big way either. Don't get me wrong. But uh, he is still the incumbent and he, is, uh, he has been under the radar. But he's been, you know, kind of a solid figure as far as representation how do you see
1: this i i mean garbarino hasn't had to be hasn't had to be out there cuz garbarino doesn't doesn't have to be out there um you know exactly. at the end of the day this is something that 538 thinks is a you know 97% republican republican hold <laughs> i i i i i live here i'm not going to vote for garbarino but i i'm inclined to agree with the assessment
0: all right. Uh, I don't get a sense Fleming has done anything either. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, she's been part of the legislature. She hasn't been out enough. Uh, I have no no problem saying that Lalota will win by a large margin tonight, sir.
1: I cannot. I cannot help but agree with you, Jay. Um, you know, uh, Nick Lelotta, um is going to become go down in history as the greatest Suffolk County Board of Elections success story of all time. This, this is a guy who was paid to sit at the Board of Elections and yap Hank and stare at the Internet all day long um, for a long period of time until he gave him a real job so he could run for office. And he has somehow manifested that into a seat in Congress, um, I think is what you know tonight's result will likely be
0: because some are just obvious as far as the winners. I don't sense a problem at all. One, two, and three in the senatorial. Fourth one, Wendy Rodriguez, the newcomer. Now, she's been highly touted uh, going up against Monica Martinez, very well-known, and everything else. Now listen, uh, both have suffered. They don't have a lot of money and everything else. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this is one of those races that you got to keep an eye on, that fourth senatorial.
1: I, I mean, I I don't know if I necessarily agree. Look, if, it's, if, it's, if this race is competitive, it's by accident. This this district was drawn for Monica Martinez. Um, you know, the, the, this is and should be a, a majority-minority Democratic seat drawn in Suffolk County. Um, if, if the Democrats find a way to blow this thing, then they have way bigger problems.
0: The fifth, does John Brooks... Get his magic back from the eighth of all those uh, centuries, heading into the fifth. Taking over for Jimmy Gorin's district, there going against a guy from the legislature who's really done nothing uh, as far as uh, being put himself being putting himself out there has been he has not been vociferous. Listen, I like Steve Rhodes uh, personally, but I don't think he's done enough in the campaign. Maybe I'm wrong. But does Brooks re does Brooks get this fifth? A lot of restructuring and everything else going on here.
1: I like John Brooks Brooks a great deal, but I just don't see it. The, the DSCC pulled out a while ago. Um, I, I, I'm inclined. I'm inclined to think this this is a prime Republican pickup um, in the state senate.
0: Um, Jack Martin's that's an interesting one from way back oh, in the boy. days of Mineola going against. You know, and 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 Anna Kaplan, who's who's been, you know, a staple part of that, you know, Long Island conglomerate and everything else. Uh, how do you see this?
1: I think that Kaplan is going to be saved by the fact that perhaps the very best ground game that's been constructed on on Long Island anywhere um, is what what the what the Robert Zimmerman campaign has been able to do. Um, they have run in lockstep with Anna Kaplan, Gina Saliti, Chuck Levine, that, 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 that whole crew um, has really run a solid turnout operation. Voters are very, very smart in North Hempstead, and I, I think they know that Kaplan has delivered for them. Again, I feel like you're, you're going to see a lot of ballots today turned in with Lee Zeldin checked at the top of the ticket and then Zimmerman Kaplan checked below.
0: I, I really do believe
1: that, and, and and I think that Kaplan w- wins in a squeaker.
0: All right, couple in the assembly, couple of newbies on the block. That being Ed Flood, Kevin Surty, Chris Sperber. they made a name for themselves. Got a guy like Peter Ganley going against the old warhorse and uh, Freddie Phil. Interesting there. Uh, do the facts remain though that Phil Ramos has been there a long time in the sixth, or is thing Steve Engelbright, Jeff in the fourth? Do they bow out? As far as what happens later today,
1: I mean, anything is possible in Suffolk County. Um, you know, Suff- Suffolk County is 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 just you know like a, a a a is a dark dark evil place for Democrats today, and that means that, that longtime incumbents like Steele and Englebright have to be worried. Englebright especially. Um, you know, like, that, that district in, in Setauket, Port Jeff, has, has, gotten, has gotten redder over the years, and it, it is the epicenter for a huge turnout operation to, to, to get Zeldin's voters out there. And also, it, it, it's worth noting that, you know, I have, fr- I have friends and family who are, you know, mega prime voters in that area, in, 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 in Setauket, Port Jeff, etc., who have never been contacted this entire campaign you know by by the top of the ticket you know like, like you, you know a lot of primes have not really been activated in this race which is which is a reflection of the campaign being run by by the incumbent governor and you know so, you know one thing is, is certain here is that the governor and I'm, we're going to get to this race in a minute I know the incumbent governor is going to have no coattails tonight even if she wins.
0: All right. Interesting there. And that brings us to the enchilada of them all. Miss Carey, may you play cut number two for Mr. Gio. Jeff, pay attention. Man, that sounds like a wave breaking. The question is, what color is it? Is it red? or is it that of common sense, Mr. Jeff Gio? <laughs>
1: I'm not falling into your rhetorical trap about waves, Jay. For 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 one, um, so 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 just leave that one out. Um, if, if you're asking me to handicap the race, look, I on, on my own show, I I've been saying for the last you know two, two three weeks that um, that that, that will win, but it's going to be ugly. Um, you know, like, like we've all watched our share of like eleven to seven football games in our day, you know. Um, and, and I think that's what this is going to be. Um, like, like we're going to come out of this being, you know, like, like, what did we just watch here? That was, that was, it was almost unwatchably bad. And 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 I think that's what we're going to get. Um, based on enrollment advantage, almost alone, um, almost by accident, will Kathy Hoka win this thing? Um, obviously there's a tangible enthusiasm gap. I I, I credit Zeldin for running a a really strong campaign, having a really effective ground game, and actually coming out and talking to his own base of voters all the time. You know, the the prime Republicans um, have gotten emails, texts, mail pieces. They have been begged and pleaded to come out and bring their friends out. Prime Democrats have heard radio silence from this campaign.
0: Uh, Jeff, uh, I think I think she hurt herself yesterday. I'll be honest with you, you can't you can't say Lee Zeldin has been hyperventilating about crime, especially in the subways. Only two attacks that just took place. I'm sorry, that was terrible. I mean, if you're on the Hokel team, you say, "Hey, don't don't talk, please, don't say that." You know, let's let's not uh, you know fear mongering, hyperventilating, conspiracy, master manipulator, stop. I think that really hurt it yesterday. That's just my opinion. We shall see. Jeff Gio, ladies and gentlemen, Millennial Strategies and House. I got to tell you, House Divided has been unbelievable. Uh, She's so oh, done a it, hell of a job.
1: It has been. It has been so much fun. I've got Larry Levy, Le- the, the incomparable Larry Levy from uh, from Hofstra on for for, uh, for, for for tonight's Election Day show. G- g- Going to be a ton of fun. Uh, can't wait. And, and as soon as as soon as my show goes off the air, the polls close in Florida and Georgia, so our our, our night of suffering can officially begin.
0: Talk later. We'll get you on the election show uh, that we always have. We'll talk later on. We'll line you up for that if you are able to do so, my friend. Of so, course. And- uh, we appreciate everything you've done, and uh, Mr. Guillaume, uh, enjoy the day. How's that? You got it. All righty, Jeff Guillaume. Checking in, no oh, better person, uh, folks, to leave the show with on this election day than my very good friend, Mister Hank Schaefer, one of the great analysts, one of the great strategists, uh, as far as the Democratic Party is concerned in the campaigns of the Clintons back in the day, and of course Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, and uh, Hank. Nice enough, a late addition uh, to the lineup. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes, sir.
2: How are you? You feeling it? Well, I'm doing. I'm doing great. You know, I keep working. The PR business keeps booming. I'm a lucky man. What can I say?
0: Hank, um, you've done this a million years, and I say that with deep love for you. Have you ever seen more on the line than what could come about as far as finality later on?
2: Well, this is a very, very serious midterm election. It'll determine the direction of the country for a long time, and it'll expose the schisms in the country between... People who think they're on the bottom and people who think they're on the top—it's a very serious day.
0: Let's get right to it with the time allotted here. Do Republicans gain control House and Senate when all said and done?
2: It, it's pretty certain they gain the Republicans gain control of the House of Representatives by a reasonable margin. I would say twenty plus, uh, not what it, we people thought it was or could be, but I think twenties in the margin. Um, And the Senate is going to be pretty interesting to watch. There's a couple of uh, new seats that have come into play based upon the polls. Um, I think it really ultimately gets down to Warnock again. If uh, Governor Kemp in Georgia sweeps in Herschel Walker with a big vote, it'll be a problem for the Democrats. If not, then Warnock will win it in the runoff against the Libertarian, which is what happened the last time, and the control of the Senate is all about Georgia right now.
0: No question about it. Does Oz take out Fetterman in the Keystone State? 50-50.
2: Oz is seen as a carpetbagger. Fetterman may have physical problems, but Fetterman is seen as a very blue-collar kind of guy. Oz is not, so it's 50-50 whether Oz wins.
0: Does Laxalt get through in Nevada?
2: I think Laxalt does win in Nevada.
0: Okay, and what about Mark Kelly? Is he in trouble in Arizona against Blake Masters?
2: The Mark Kelly race is closer than it should be, but he's, again, heroes tend to win in American campaigns. He's an astronaut, a hero. Uh, he should get through this very by the by, in a very, by very thin margins.
0: State of New York, Hank Steinkopf, with us. Two hundred and thirteen seats overall, supermajority in play. What happens at day's end? Is there a shift as far as Republican control, or is just the supermajority and two thirds stripped?
2: In New York State, right now, I'd have to say the Senate probably goes down anywhere from five to eight seats. To the, to the Republicans, the assembly it would be impossible to, for the Republicans to take unless, you know, Venus hits Mars and Jupiter at the same time. They collide. Uh, probably a 10-seat pickup in there somewhere. Uh, as to the rest of it, uh, Leticia James wins, probably a little closer than people thought. Tom uh, DeNapoli wins smartly, running a campaign strictly to his constituents, uh, people who are interested in him. And then there's the governor's race. Um,
0: well, let's get to problem- that. Let's, let's, let's take the minutes remaining here. How, well, in your estimation, has Kathy Hochul run this race? Well,
2: go back. In the, in the House of Representatives in New York, I think there's a two to four... Uh, there's two Republicans probably do better in two to four races than people thought, oh. all in Winham. Um okay. on, the, on the governor's race, I think Kathy Hochul, uh, who worked very, very hard, who hasn't stopped since the day she took office, so starting in a deficit, has been badly served by her campaign team, and unquestionably. The pollsters have done a miserable job of understanding the electorate, and she's operating a handicap. The problem here is early turnout, if that's an indicator. Long Island up, the city down, um, but registration gives her the edge. The only question will be if the African-American community turns out with intensity and strength. They are notorious, and very smartly so, have been served well by Democrats. They turn out unquestionably for Democrats, for the most loyal portion of the electorate, the African American community—if they turn out in strength, Kathy Hochul will be reelected. If not, it's going to be a very tough night.
0: Lee Zeldin had to penetrate New York City, as far as if he is going to get this. Hank, you know that Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn—we know he has to make a dent. Has his message resonated in those areas?
2: His message has resonated. The question is the intensity of whether that message is penetrated. Different issue. Um, people are worried about crime. There's a general sense of chaos and disorder throughout the country, and New York is no exception. And when people feel that, they tend to oust the ruling party. And you look at even with Bill Clinton's victory in 1992, people felt there was a sense of chaos about the economy and things out of order. They voted for Bill Clinton over over the sitting president. You see this time and time again in American politics. Chaos, disorder, crime is part of that. Economics are part of it. People vote for the party that is not in power.
0: So I'll ask you this. Do we get a duplication of what happened back in 1994 as far as the state of New York?
2: It's not out of the question. It really isn't the question. And I think the, the ultimate the ultimate decider will be the African American community. Do they turn out with intensity for Kathy Hochland for the Democrat, which they've done historically? And if they don't, um, you know, today's Wall Street Journal has a story about shifting Numbers among Latinos, I don't like that expression, among people who trace their roots to Spanish-speaking countries, and um, and blacks to some extent, but Latinos more so. I think you're going to see more people who come from Spanish-speaking countries voting Republicans simply because their economic interests and their physical safety is at risk.
0: So my final end. question to you, sir, and I won't hold you to it, is who is the next governor of New York? That would be... Hard to
2: say. I'm not trying to I dodge, and you know I never dodge on your program. Okay. I think that that's going to be very close, very close, and hard to call. Okay, very close. That's
0: an honest answer, Hank Kemp. Thank you enough. Couple of minutes. Well, belated. Thanks for here. having me on. All the best. You got it, the great Scheinbaum, folks. Well, there we go. Three hours in uh, the books went like five minutes. Um, now we'll do the replay. Without well, the re- well, we're going to have a replay show tonight. Uh, no, because the Islanders are on. Islanders play the Rangers. So, what's going to happen is the Islander game, which we're contracted to broadcast, that'll be played. You're not going to have the post game, thank goodness. But you will have our game as far as the political coverage. Tom Schlero, myself, Tracy, Corinne will be down at the Stereo Garden uh, over there in Patchogue. Uh, water wall coverage tonight. You do not want to miss it. Uh, we'll get the results as they pop in, folks. But it's all about engagement today. It's all about engagement. And. Uh, you got to get out and vote. I mean, get out and vote, and that is the key. Don't think, ah, you know what? I'll do it later. You know what happens? Sometimes later it turns into nothing. And the most important vote uh, of a lifetime really went away. And I say that honestly. I say that honestly because there is there is so much at stake. And again, you have nothing to complain about. If you don't exercise your right to vote, I don't care where you live, if you're listening to me, some you know, we have people in other states that listen to us, if you're listening to me, get out and vote. Your vote is so important. All these politicians that say, you know, it is so true. I mean, I've seen elections, even locally, where people have won by less than 10 votes. That's how important it is. It is so important to get out and vote.